You're listening to another Island Block original program. All right, y'all, we are live here. Minneapolis, Minnesota, where it is one degree today, fellas. Yes. <laughs> one singular degree, man. And uh, we are, uh, you know, we're here, Island Block Radio, powered by Dash. And, man, we are out here, Super Bowl weekend for the Super Luau. But we got a special guest. And it's kind of weird calling him a guest. It's like family. Big, right. bro. Yeah, you want to introduce uh, this uh, handsome young man? Man, Solomon raised Hawaii guy, the great 808, and four-time Super Bowl champion. What? Yes. For, our, you know, not one of my favorite teams in the world, <laughs> but uh, definitely one of the greats. Ladies and gentlemen, we got in studio right now, Mr. Jesse Sapolo. How are you guys doing, man? man Thanks for do- having me on. Man, this, this is an incredible honor to have you on. I mean, so crazy, man. Look, we... Uh, we get to talk to you all the time, but man, for those for those fans who are tuning in right now, you know, Jesse was really one of those guys, right, fellas, that we turn on the TV and we watch NFL games, and it's like, yo, there's somebody that actually looks like me. <laughs> a lot more athletic and a lot richer than me, but we can relate to. <laughs> now, but to have you on this week, especially, you know, Super Bowl weekend, yeah. um, brings back a lot of memories for you, Jess? Yeah, it does, you know. Uh, well, I've never played in any Super Bowl in cold weather like this. Right. But uh, in fact, two of my Super Bowls were in Miami. But uh, you know, I, I sat in our hotel yesterday thinking about what the teams are going through. Right. And I kind of can identify with their routine, and it's all fun and games when you come in Sunday, right. Monday, Tuesday, with all the media being around, and then. Wednesday, Thursday, you stop pushing your family away because it's time to get serious. Mm. Yeah, well, I started doing that years ago, but you know what? I, you know what, Jess? I, I got to stop you, man. The, the glare from your ring right now is really bothering me. If you can just put that away for, jeez. He's wearing it. The Raiders got three. What are yeah, you we got three. Right? Back in the 80s. <laughs> it was like, wait, wait, which one is that that you're wearing today, Jess? Uh, this is uh, Super Bowl 23. Uh, we had to drive uh, the ball 96 yards in the last two minutes to win it. Uh, one of the better Super Bowls. So. Right. Uh, I kind of like it because of uh, the drama that it brought, and it tests you as a man and how to, you know, hang in there. And my, my thinking was because I was the only Polynesian on on the team right. is wow. don't don't get a holding cough because you're going to hear it <laughs> or your family and friends. But uh, it was just focusing one play at a time, and then of course we had a, a trigger man. Uh, that's not very good named Joe Montana. That yeah, took us over exactly. the top. So. Uh, legendary? A little bit? Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Greatest Super Bowl memory? Greatest Super Bowl memory? Uh, I think that particular drive yeah. uh, uh, to win it because uh, we, we made enough mistakes that Cincinnati was in the game. You know, uh, My other three Super Bowls were blowouts, so right. it was fun at the time, but when thinking back on it, uh, this is one of the most memorable ones. Right, definitely earned that one, right? Yeah, you had to earn it. Uh, in fact, all two closest Super Bowls were against the Cincinnati Bengals. And every time you, you listen to Chris Collinsworth on TV and they, we, they talk about the Niners, yeah. there's that little edge to his comments because, you know, we took two rings from him. Yeah. Let's talk about the comment that you made about being the only Polynesian for a very long time. So now there's a, there's a, there's a community now as far <laughs> as a lot of these players. And so let's talk about that feeling. And then now there's such a... A huge presence. Well, you know, there were a few guys before me mm-hmm. uh, that were in the pioneering stages, and you always appreciate the fact that they broke down some walls for a, a kid like me to come through. But even at my time, we, we still had only six to eight Polynesians in the whole league. The New Orleans Saints got six Polynesians on their team, so uh, it's something that we're very proud of. You know, now we got 
Uh, Marcus Mariota being a starting quarterback uh, that took his team to the playoffs. Uh, we got Tua Tagovailoa, who right. made the biggest play in the national championship. Uh, so we've come a long ways, but you know we're not going to rest on our laurels. You know we're going to try to keep pushing uh, the envelope forward because you know we owe it to those who came bef even before myself. Right. You know, just there are a lot of uh, obviously with, with uh, Polynesian players, there were a lot of positions that were mainly on the line, and now we're starting to see more <laughs> skilled, more skilled players. Like you brought up, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Marcus. You brought up Tua. What about coaching? Because it seems like it seems like the Polynesian player is. Uh, is kind of evolving. Have you ever thought about coaching, or what are you, what are your thoughts on Polynesians moving in the head coaching positions? Well, we're moving in that direction. Yeah. You know, uh, the Rooney rule, rule really is a lot of people talk about is for the African American uh, race, but it's really we fall we kind of fall yeah. into that, right. and we're still evolving. We're still growing. My youngest son is involved in that industry. Yeah. I had to ask him four times, "Are you sure?" <laughs> you know, but uh, uh, yeah, we we just got to keep. You know, uh, pushing forward, uh, we're starting to have some head coaches in college now. Mm -hmm. You know, BYU, Navy. Uh, Norm Chow was at Hawaii for a while, but uh, uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things that uh, we're going to push as far as we can, and then let the next generation take it to the next level. That's awesome. We have, uh, you know, just recently, Uyunga Lele just got picked up. The D line coach at Arizona at my alma mater. Um, you know that was the home of your your ex coach Dick Tomey. I mean these kids, it's such a big like these coaches, these these colleges are they're recruiting these coaches to recruit our kids, right? <laughs> well, I mean, that's the college Dick, game. Yeah, Dick yeah. Tomey, Dick Tomey, one of the pioneers of going to Samoa back in the early '90s, late '80s, and to to see these kids, these Samoan kids playing on fields. You know, barefoot. You know, half pads, sharing pads. Right. Coconut. Yeah, what yeah. Say? we have one plane this week. Right. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Destiny yeah. Vial. Uh, we would do clinics there, and uh, we would take pairs of shoes, right. and uh, they appreciate that stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, for him to go straight from the island of Tutuila, Pangapango, American Samoa, to the Super Bowl, you know, those are the things I'm sure is going to run through his mind as you know three hours away from kickoff right. as he you know one of the things that i thought about is when i grew up in samoa you know what what are the chances i would get to play in the biggest game football offers in the world right. and not only do it once but you know uh, four times and and i'm thinking how in the world did i end up here yeah. <laughs> uh, but it just shows you that, that the country that we live in if you work hard you put in the honest work you know your chances are will increase of, of accomplishing your dreams right i mean it, to see it come from from those humble beginnings to yes. now and, you know just like your story and um you know to a marcus and like mm -hmm. it, this all came back this all started in Samoa years ago before these guys were born and to see where it is now all right and just just to switch up gears why we're here we got the super luau going yes. down today at six o'clock um you'll be there jess and hopefully juju and, and a lot of other polynesian players and a lot of eagles players will be there too but you know, Island Block Raider will be hosting it and emceeing it just for the fact that the NFL is recognizing the contributions that our Polynesian community has made to the NFL and other other, other lanes of industry in the, in the industry. It's just, it's refreshing just to be out here. I mean, it's cold as heck. Uh, <laughs> I wish we were in Miami or Cali, but I mean, just to be recognized and for the NFL to recognize us, man, it's a big thing. Like this is, this is definitely a step in the right direction for all of us. Well, definitely, you know, uh, the, the fact that we're bringing uh, the Polynesian flavor right. in, in zero degree weather. Right. I've never seen uh, our island people wear so much clothes at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and they come into dress. the hotel breathing hard. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Not just because we're out of shape, but I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's, it is literally negative one degree out there. It's yeah, like, and I think it's a great thing. Uh, and to do it in a city like Minnesota where, you know, uh, there's no palm trees, but right. the fact that we bring a little bit of our yeah. Polynesian flavor oh, and some of the people will experience it today at, at six o'clock mm -hmm. at the Great Mall uh, to, to see the Polynesian uh, Cultural Center dancers, you know, the great Fiji will, yeah, will be right. performing. It's, it's us sharing our culture, sharing with people where the roots and foundation of all these players come from because, you know, the, the amount of numbers that we have, not only, not only in the NFL, but uh, in college, you know, we're, we're less than one half of yeah. 1% of the population. Yeah. And yet our numbers is pretty good as far as the players that are produced from the yeah, islands. It's amazing. Let's talk about your efforts as far as going back to New Zealand and even Samoa to actually kind of like educate them about the sport. Well, you know, like I said, we, we I remember when we first started, you know, and now every year in the small island of uh, American Samoa, a population of 65,000 people, there's almost 20 scholarships of D Division One that come out of there every year. Wow. I remember when I was a young 49er player, you know, if we get one Division Two guy, like a guy like Floyd Scanlon back in the day, you know, uh, uh, a guy that, uh, uh, more and more of I out that played at UH, uh, who's uncle of destiny that's playing this week. Right. Uh, that was a big thing, uh, but you know, the, the thing back in the day is a, a kid would have to move to Hawaii or Los Angeles to get uh, recognized, look, yeah. uh, you know. And but now you can come straight from the islands, and and that's how we we move forward. And uh, like I said, we're, we're going to keep pushing. Yeah, yeah. We are live here, Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota, from uh, Morse Code Dash Studios Dash Radio. It's your boys from Island Block with the great Super Bowl champ, Jesse Salpolu in the building. I gotta ask you this. Okay, you come from a way different era, but if social media was around when you were playing, I need to hear those stories right there. Would you be in trouble? Uh, yeah. You gotta tell us some stories. Yeah. You would be in trouble, but social media is a good thing, but it's also a bad thing because you know there's guys that get in trouble and, and yet we would bring them in with the police department into our camp and scold them and lecture them. And you know, yeah. that, that was this innocent part of raising, you know, because even though we're professional athletes, I was 21 when I came to mm -hmm. the Niners. You know, uh, there was a lot for me to learn, uh, not only for myself, but we all come from different backgrounds. And then all of a sudden we go from making no money, you know, to getting a certain amount of check right. that comes into your, uh, bank account you know uh, I'm still looking for nobody has ever you know and the NFL is better now you know we have those uh, rookie symposiums yeah to teach the kids all these things that never happened in my day wow. you know it's, it's it's what I depended on is how I was raised by my parents mm -hmm. how Polynesians are very respectful of coaches because the high chief in our families in Samoa that's right. how we looked at uh, uh, and being disciplined you know the, the great example is is Marcus Mariota uh, apologizing to the media because his mom got all over him and yet the media sat back and said you weren't that bad you know but that's the foundation of who we are and social media scares me from the standpoint that i'm waiting uh for someone to say you know i'm too big to respect all of those ways that uh, mm. the polynesian and the Simon right, right. foundation of how you were raised well, i'm so afraid of that you know, uh, but all we can do is, is, is be here for these kids because these kids are making, you know, 400000 a week. You right. know, I mean, Im imagine that mm. uh, living the way we used to live where, 
you know, eight of us can be in a two-bedroom place and feel very comfortable because that's how we were brought up as families. Yeah. But it's, it's a little different now. So we, we got to try to do the best that we can to make sure that we're grounded with the new generation. Let's talk about your efforts with the Polynesian uh, Hall of Fame. Well, that's, you know, one of those things where we, we do camps and the Goodwill Mission in Samoa mm -hmm. with Coach June Jones, um, uh, who used to coach in the NFL. And, and uh, uh, we were talking about the history of, of the first Polynesians to ever come into the NFL. And we found out the first guy was 1945. Wow. Al Lolotai. Yeah, I never thought we would go back that far. I thought it was you. Thank God. Thank God I fall into, you know, still the younger side of things. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, and then you realize that you can't forget about those people. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we need to teach these kids, the Marcus Mariotas, uh, you know, the kids that are playing this week, that there were others that blazed the way for them to get it to where it is today and honor them you know uh, honor the, the guys that we have now and the, the Polynesian Bowl is for the future yeah, right. to make sure that our kids uh, still find a way uh, to believe in the ways the ways that we raise them in the Polynesian culture and, and, and uh, make sure they don't get away from that Jess I, I got a question for you man we have we have the uh, Patriots we have the Eagles all the players are getting ready for the uh, for the big game, and so we got. I got to ask you, as somebody who has been to the big game and won it four times, what are they thinking? What's going through their mind right now as they're sitting in the locker room, sitting in their hotel room? Well, uh, you're trying to start to push your family away, and, and and if you have a wife, that's her job. You know, make sure you tell your relatives. You know, uh, have a good time, but you can't see them anymore. You know, uh, today's Friday, so. Uh, it's one of those deals where you come in Sunday, you know, the, you have media sessions, it's all fun and games, but it's now time to think about, for me personally, I was thinking, my number one concern is not to leave anything uh, where I can regret it later and, and look back and say, right. you know, I should have done more. You know, this is it. This is the biggest game of your life. You win this game, you will always be identified as a champion. Uh, the other temptation that we had, and, and I was a leader of the Niners my last six, seven years, uh, is to make sure that nobody's bigger than the team. Mm -hmm. You see, the temptation is even special team guys have 10 media people at their table, <laughs> you know, because you got almost 2,500 yeah. media people here. And the temptation from the human uh, aspect is this is a time for me to promote my brand. Or this is a time for me to say something stupid <laughs> so that, you know, it carries. Yeah. Well, it's about the team. And if you want to be a champion, uh, the leaders of that, of that of those teams have to, you know, hone those things in together. And I know Prime Time's going to be here. He, he can tell you a few experiences that we had um, in the one Super Bowl that he played with us. And it's pretty interesting, you know, because we were the, the heavy favorites against the Chargers. I think we were 14-point favorites. So the pressure was on us. And everything was going perfect until one incident. You, you heard about uh, Prime and Jerry Rice. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was a good thing because it, it, forced, it forced us to refocus and, and realize, hey, we are favorites, but we need to play our best to win this game. No one, no one team member is bigger than the whole. No, you can't. There's no way you can, you can win it. it this, this league is so tough that you need everybody to be on the same page to win this thing. Well, I repeated that because I wanted Joe to get the message. <laughs> no 
no one no one ratchet member of this team is more ratchet than the rest. Outside of Joe Montana and Jerry Rice, because I think those would, those would be the, the easy answers, who is your all-time favorite teammate to play with and why? Uh, my line, the four guys I line up against, uh, uh, because we were considered undersized, you know, and that's something that uh, uh, we had to fight through our whole careers. You know, I played at 305, right. you know, uh, at 6'3", you know. Uh, so we, we had to make sure that we played and we believed in each other. We were the team within the team and play together because if, if Joe stays upright, the chances of us winning that game uh, increases a lot. Um, and he wasn't the most mobile quarterback out there. No, he wasn't. Uh, he, he was mobile enough. Now, yeah. the, the next guy that we blocked for, Steve Young, Steve was, Young. Right. was, was <laughs> the Michael Vick right before Michael Vick right. came right. Right. But, uh, uh, but Joe was more mobile than Tom. But as far as the, the, the calmness and the way he maneuvered that pocket was, was something to watch. Uh, and it's something that we, we appreciated because we knew exactly where he was going to be. Right. You know, those running quarterbacks, sometimes you think you're blocking good and then the yeah. next thing you know, He's, he's gone. <laughs> Why is he already, already by the sideline? <laughs> exactly. So toughest, toughest D lineman. Uh, against the late Reggie White, ah, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, right. uh, Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers. Um, I remember when uh, uh, Buddy Ryan was with Philadelphia. He became the head coach, right. and they ran that that bare forty six front where. Uh, you cover the two guards and then you cover the center. Well, the guy they brought in to cover the center in those particular defenses was Reggie White. Right. You know, so now the two guards are occupied and I'm left one-on-one with him. And, uh, you know, my uh, line mates would make fun of me. You're from the island. Right. And in that particular front, you're on the island. By the <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, but that's one guy I, I, I would have a hard time uh, sleeping the night before thinking about because my... My main strength, and I was talking about how undersized we were, was, was quickness and athleticism. Right. Well, Reggie White's athletic enough to get by you, right. but he was also big and strong. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, there was no way I could cheat the way right. I said against him. It was an honest thing, but uh, it's one of those, it was a battle. But, you know, that's what I talked about. So that's the toughest It's thing. like he invented that slap and swim movement. Yeah, and that hump. Yeah, yeah, that hump yeah that exactly. Yeah. It's like so, that guy perfected that thing. Yeah, Reggie was White. a strong dude. I tell this story every time we have you on, but so you know I played for Dick Tomey, and Dick Tomey was uh, at Hawaii with uh, with Jesse over. Here. But every time we he had the offensive lineman, you know, and, and you guys want to see tough? You guys know what tough is? And then it was a running joke. Everybody was like, Oh, here goes a Jesse Sapolo. Story. Here goes a Jesse Sapolo story. Here we I'm go. I'm still paying. You know? <laughs> oh, it was a running joke for for like three years. We're like, Oh crap! Here we go. Every time someone did something wrong, it was, if you got beaten, it was like, You know who didn't get beat? Jesse Sapolo. <laughs> Jesse Sapolo. He didn't get beat. Yes, he's he Superman coach. He was like, Golly! He showed us a video. He showed us this video from the eighties of you doing lineman drills. You had the shortest shorts. <laughs> my talk about John Stockton shorts. Join the club. My you know, sons make fun of that. And he had and glasses. He had the he had the he had the, the have before. My shades yeah, he was like doing. We're all watching the film and we're like, is this guy doing drills in sunglasses and short shorts? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch. We're watching the film on a guy. The film crew was looking for me because Dick asked him to look for me to do the demonstration, right. and I would only do it if they let me. 
Sunglasses. With sunglasses. That was the deal. That was a late short night shorts. Night. Right? <laughs> short shorts. I couldn't do anything. It was that was fashion. <laughs> sure it was. Yes, sure it was. So why are you still wearing it now? <laughs> I don't understand that part. Well, it was like that's CTE. That right was, there. <laughs> They're gonna find that out in the CTE research. Oh, I was like, oh, gosh, damn, oh man. man, we hey man, we got NFL legend Jesse Salpolu in the building, and, and man, we wanna wanna thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, let, before we let you go, who's winning the big game this weekend? Well, my heart wants Philadelphia to win. Uh, it's, it's just that competitiveness in me. You know, we were the first of five, and then Pittsburgh got five and six, uh-huh. and, and then. Uh, you know, the Patriots joined us at five, and I don't want to be left behind, <laughs> right. uh, you know, before Jimmy G comes through. But uh, oh, um, my heart says Philadelphia, but that championship pedigree, is I, I know the standard that's set in that locker room. Right. That's really over hard. Uh, it's really hard to overcome. And uh, I'm hoping Philadelphia, but if, if I was a betting man, I would go to the Patriots. Okay. There you go. So, the big jet, big jet says the Patriots, man. So, and we, we want to thank everybody for tuning in worldwide. You know, uh, shout out to uh, Morse Code for uh, and the staff out here, uh, man. On behalf of uh, everybody here at Island Block Radio, powered by Dash. You're on Island Block Radio.